Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, and welcome to a spooky episode of Box Office Bingers. If you haven't know, if you don't know what we're reviewing based on that that um, theme song. I, you might be listening to the wrong podcast. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a spooky time. I mean, thank you for listening, regardless. But like, this is that's very iconic. It's, it's I mean, very... they clicked on the episode. I think they that, know. Oh, that's true. It is written in the episode, isn't it? <laughs> it's they like written from... in the description. It, it, it is. This you're not right. A little women podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is the deep dive into La La Land. <laughs> La La Land, <laughs> a movie I still haven't seen. Anyways, <laughs> so upset about that. So, if you haven't figured it out, this week we are reviewing. Halloween ends. The saga of Michael Myers and Laura Strode come to a spine-chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy. <laughs> directed. I love that. Directed by. I'm not done yet. <laughs> directed by David Gordon Green. Written based on characters by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, but the movie was written by Brad Logan. Ah, uh, so this is episode 145, guys. And to start this episode, we have Esteban Guerra visiting us all the way from Texas, sir. So Hello, good to see you again. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to so have you on. professional now that I know people are listening. Even though they already knew you were here, because you need to let me introduce you. <laughs> I wait for someone, Ernesto. You're such yeah, a good he doesn't friend. wait for anybody. He just he just goes right in. He's like, oh, we're recording? Great. My turn to talk now. <laughs> this is my show. What, what, they are, <laughs> what they're not telling y'all is that I raced home to come get on this show for them. And, and we, we appreciate police, that. But I'm not going to tell y'all. Well, don't, well, well you, what, just, you, just, you just said it. Now, you just did. You, you let everyone know that you just evaded the police of Egypt. Shh, 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 shh. We're fine. Okay. Anyway, I appreciate we got it. A, we got a lot to go over this show. Yeah, we, we got do. a lot to talk. There, there's so <laughs> much to discuss about this movie. How much? Indeed, it is. So uh, much. About... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, for the sake of time, we're going to be, uh, we, even though there is a lot of news this week, uh, we're going to save that for next week's episode. So, you know, if you want, instead we'll be breaking back. news. I was going to say, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Dub first time for Box Office Venture, double feature. Uh, well, well, not double feature, but like double back-to-back guests, I should say, of Estevan. You're welcome, world. <laughs> a little bit of a so glad you like can it. grace us with your presence. <laughs> what do you call? What do you uh, call your fans? Are they bingers? Are they BBs? See, I, you know, I brought this up with Matt last time. I said, what if we call them bobbers? <laughs> bobbers, right? I'm down. That's for what that. I said. Cool. See, <laughs> bobbers are cool. What up, bobbers? <laughs> well, if bobbers. you guys want to be called bobbers, or if you have a better name. 
to call yourselves name. to those or better name. of you who are li- to like the like <laughs> ten people binger. who listen. Binger <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, all right, yeah, no, we're, we're not no, we're not we're not allowing him to make any names. Jesus, no, no, my because god. like, what's his face? Don't like don't um. Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't he like Cumberbitches? Aren't those what? his like followers? What? What? what Cumberbitches? Ta- we got Benedict a show to run. You talk about a whatever Cumberbitches? Oh, so what are you sorry, talking about, man? Oh my I, god! You know what? Stop. And I'm anyway, anyway, we we got news next week. I don't know what you're talking about, man. We got news <laughs> coming next week. We're saving all news for next week. But so right now we're gonna dive into our favorite segment called "What You're Watching." So Estevan, we'll start with you. It's been a while. So what have you been watching? Yeah, um, a lot. I've been watching The Patient with um, Steve Carell. And one of the Weasley brothers, I forgot which one, but he's a creepy one. Uh, It's on Hulu, (laughs) and uh, Steve Carell plays a therapist who is taking care of this guy who comes in, tells him he's been murdering people, and then the next thing you know, he kidnaps Steve Carell, wakes up, chained to a bed, and Steve's trying to help him not murder again, and then also at the same time trying to help himself escape. Very crazy. One of the good things I like about that show is that it's only 20-minute episodes. So it, oh, okay. once, it, once it starts, you're in it. And um, it's going to be 10 episodes. They just released episode 9 yesterday. So next week, the season finale will be coming out. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> She-Hulk. I've really been enjoying She-Hulk. I know a lot of people are kind of like in the air with that. They're like, ah, it's stupid. But I think it's been really cool, especially with the additions of like Daredevil and all these fun cameos that we've been seeing. Have you wa- I haven't watched the finale yet. Have you watched the finale oh. Wait, was that the finale? Well, depending, be careful what your words are, but <laughs> the finale the, the was the most recent one... one that just came out. Number nine is the finale. Yes. Oh, I thought there was one more. Fuck. Well, then yeah, I watched it. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, then, um, so Ernesto, you haven't seen the finale. You I said. haven't seen it, but you guys can. You guys can. I want to hear this conversation. Well, we can wait for it for next week because Estevan is coming back next week. I, I'll, I don't know I'll hold if I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it by next week. So I'd rather. Okay. Uh, Ernesto, guys... it's like 27 minutes long. <laughs> Um, I, cause I watch it with my kids and we have a designated, if we miss our designated time to watch it together, then we'll I will allow it. It's, it's, allow it's a whole nother week. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin anything, but I, the only thing I will say this is that. You're not going to ruin it for me. Trust me. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for you. You're, I just told you and you're not going to. I was going to say, he okay, you don't ruin things for him. It's the same way with me. I'm still going to enjoy it's it. A spoiler. I was like, I'll forget what you told me anyway. <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not super emotionally invested in the She-Hulk. That's that fair. I'd That's be upset fair. by spoilers. So I'm good. Okay, I, I will say this. Esteban, I'll ask you, how did you feel, without going into details about how meta it went? That I'll just go there. I, <laughs> I liked it to an extent, and then I thought it went... You know when things go when a joke goes too long and you're kind of like yeah. that's too that's too much. Okay. So I think that there was a point where it was like a little bit too much. Yeah. And I was like, okay, dial it back a bit. Because like, <laughs> I thought I thought the entire show breaking that fourth wall and going kind of meta was a good balance of it. And then this last episode was very like, I want to talk to Kevin. I want to yeah. do these things or this is what we should be doing. So I think it, it it was a cool it was a cool aspect of what they were doing, but I think there was just a little bit too much. But I didn't hate it. Myself. Yeah, I didn't hate it either because I was actually one of my complaints about the show was that they didn't do the the fourth brawl breaking enough. So I was like, okay, we're like we're doing it sprinkling here and there, but not really enough to make it like memorable. And then all of a sudden, the last episode was like boom in your face, and I was yeah. I was like, whoa. I mean, as much as I'm having a good time watching what's happening right now it was a little bit like like jarring of how like really how, how far how far they went with it yeah uh well, but and then it also distracted kevin that was right i thought it was such a cool way of 
that camera kind of mirroring the fact that he's always wearing a cap. Yes, I did see that. So yes. I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. I like that. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like it also distracted from the ending because like we used mm-hmm. the meta to end the show or end the season, but we didn't really give an ending, a proper ending to She-Hulk. Yeah. So so Hence that was my that was the season finale. Right. Exactly. Um, so. But either way, I, I was fine for the ride. I enjoyed it when I was watching it. But now thinking back, I'm like, eh, there's some little little problems there. But yeah. overall, just, I enjoyed the show. I, I didn't really hate it at all. Because yeah, I'm just I've, really I've... pumped about Daredevil returning. I feel like his character, like, don't get me wrong, I'm such a, a fan of the Netflix Daredevil because it was just so mm-hmm. dark and raw and just very aggressive. So bringing him into this realm of Marvel, obviously things have to kind of lighten up and, you know, give him that, that, you know, that jazz, that old razzle dazzle. <laughs> but um, I think, the, I think um, Charlie Cox A is a great daredevil. And then it felt very much more comic booky because I felt like his one liners and the way that he talks to Jennifer was very much more kind of ripped from the pages and the panels of a comic as opposed to just like, being in the shadows and being kind of like right. Marvel's Batman. Because yeah. <laughs> I've heard, I heard of, I've seen some clips online that I've tried to avoid, but I, I guess she mm-hmm. essentially like literally breaks the fourth wall, like mm-hmm. and they kind of compare it to. I guess she she does the same thing in the comics where like she talks to the reader and like ripping the comic book page apart to like send the message. She likes she like mm-hmm. ends up in the writer's room or something like that. But don't mm-hmm. yeah. And from what I understand, they she like negates like half the season. They like almost retcon half the season. Yeah, I think yeah. it was there was a point where they were making fun of themselves, but they never went back and actually gave her a proper ending uh, for the yeah. season. And that's kind of where I was having an issue with. But like honestly, the, the they could have done all of that. The episode would have benefited if it just gave it more time. Like you know, it's not the first time that Marvel would give. Like WandaVision, for example, each one of those episodes were 30 minutes until the finale where it was almost an hour. You could have given that – you could have given the, the, the She-Hulk finale to be an hour, and that would have mm-hmm. been enough time to do what you did with the meta stuff and then as well as give her an ending. Yeah, and like exactly like what you just said too. It was just like, hey, we're going to make fun of ourselves for doing what we thought we were going to do as an ending. And then she went to go change it, but then nothing really kind of changed in the mm-hmm. sense. It was like, right, okay, cool. exactly. I changed it. Now this is the end. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, what else have I been watching? Uh, we watched Bl- um, Blonde, um, the Marilyn Monroe oh, movie on Netflix. Yeah, we talked about that two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to that episode. What did y'all think of that one? Well, I want to know what you think. Yeah. I was. I'm unbelievably yeah, impressed about how right. much she looks like her. <laughs> yeah, okay, that. let's get that um, out of the way first. <laughs> about how much she looks like her, and I was like, this is incredible. I, I, I like it, but I think it was just so painfully uncomfortable seeing her painfully uncomfortable for almost three hours that it was just so too much. <laughs> you, pick, you, you picked the perfect word, and I think that's how we yeah. described it. It yeah. made you feel uncomfortable. Like <laughs> it was so. Un- I mean, that two-minute blowjob scene with JFK was a little <laughs> unnecessary. And then, like, you go into her mind where she feels like she's performing in front of an entire <clears throat> audience of watching yeah. her blow the president. <laughs> and I'm like, um. And, and then you hear this JFK, like the way he's talking to her, like, oh jeez. On the phone, trying to you know solve oh, yeah. her, and he's yeah. just like, oh. Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. god. 
clean yeah. your mouth. <laughs> Excuse you. You are the president of the United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think uh, that's a great example. I think it's meant to make you feel uncomfortable. It was yeah. not like an quote unquote. In an, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was not. A, well, I mean, if we're being real, they fucked her up. Like she's right. so messed up. So yeah, like I get what they were doing. I don't know, but like Anna's performance, I I thought was just uncomfortable, but in a very incredible sense. Like it, I think it she did like, the role justice. Yes, like oh my god, and all those far off images of her coming in as Marilyn smiling and kissing the camera. I a hundred percent thought that they like digitally imposed or just used real footage of Marilyn, and then it gets closer and it's Anna de Armas, and I'm like, holy fuck, you look a lot like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when they were so going back cool. and forth between like the real footage and her, it was like I, sometimes mm-hmm. you couldn't tell which was which. They did a really good job, you know, making her look like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, I also watched the Dahmer show. Mm. That's fucking. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I watched um, the first three episodes of that. I haven't. We haven't. Haven't gone back to it. It's. It's Evan Peters is. He's. He's too good. He's too good in those roles. <laughs> Niecy Nash is. Also amazing. Like I True. need to shout out yeah. Nisi Nash because that woman is incredible. I think she did amazing with that, with that. And that kind of goes back to that whole show is almost not so much about Dahmer himself, but how like police force fail, you know, society and kind of mm-hmm. like Dr. Death. It's not about him, but more so how the healthcare system failed, you know, Americans because they were able to still let him do these things to people. And then same with Dahmer, because, I mean, <clears throat> how many times did his neighbor call the police and they're like, whatever, ma'am, shut up, because she was black mm-hmm. and, you know, didn't pay attention. And he killed 17 people, men, wow. and just, you know, they're, and they're just and little boys, obviously a 14-year-old, too. So, you know, and then she, for the neighbor to be like, are you sure? And police be like, please stop calling us. It's like, this is your job. <laughs> like, come I on. think that's... From what I saw so far, some of the things I thought was really telling about the show. First of all, the way that they laid out, they're laying out the information. So you, you're mm-hmm. you're learning it as the world is finding out about him. So you, you, you first episode is the last person bef- that got him or is the person that got him arrested. And then you mm-hmm. go in, and then you go into the interrogation and then you start building you building from there. But I totally agree. I think Niecy Nash is really she's such an oh, underrated she's actress. She's so amazing. Good. Yeah, I'm excited for her. And then we also um, started watching The Watcher, because psychos apparently are my theme at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I'm going to be honest with you. I, lo- I saw the trailer for that, and it does not look good. I I have it's... no interest of watching The Watcher, and I think Dahmer might be a little bit... It is not. He's right. Um, and But I'm, I, the same with Dahmer, because they're both made, my, made by Ryan Murphy. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if Dahmer is going to be too intense... Right, that I wanted to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But then the Watcher just looks dumb. So, but tell me how it is. Watcher's pretty good right now. I've heard some mixed reviews about the way it ends, but I already kind of figured that because it's based on a true story and they never caught the person. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So it's so it's like okay, cool. You're gonna have to try to figure out those endings for a show that doesn't really have an ending. Um, But at the moment, it's. Yeah, the, these first like four episodes that we watch have been real kind of like on your like on the edge of your seat type of like who is it like you know is it the neighbor is it the real estate agent is it the family right because I I kind of did a deep dive into them too and 
found out that a lot of people have this idea that, you know, did they do this hoax to themselves because they bought a house that put them in so much debt that they couldn't afford it. And they were like, we just got to figure something out so we can get rid of this house. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of other stories that kind of happen in between there and you're kind of like, Oh fuck, maybe this is really real. But yeah, people are fucking crazy. y'all. That is, <laughs> mm, 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 no. And then also here's the other thing too. We were talking and <clears throat> they were like, how many, how many letters would it take for you to leave? I was like, what the f- what's wrong with you? One. <laughs> One. <laughs> you call me and tell me that I'm going to sacrifice my young blood. I'm like, uh, we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> there's even one episode where he's like he goes outside and then he's like trying to because the doorbell rings and he goes out and then he turns around because he hears creepy music coming back from inside the house and he turns around to go look i was like no sir you deserve to die <laughs> no. you don't turn back around you go out the door <laughs> fucking idiots why do you think the mexicanos and the black people never like go back like, that's why we always survive or they kill us first <laughs> because they know we're not going to go back in the house <laughs> So, so far you're enjoying it. You have, it sounds like you haven't finished it yet. I haven't finished it yet. I have been enjoying it, though. So, yeah. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Anything else? I'm sure there is, but we have a short show, so go. <laughs> <laughs> Blunt, honest, I love it. Ernesto, your turn. <laughs> uh, I actually don't have much. So, we finished Rings of Power on Amazon mm. Prime. I, man, it was good. That was a damn good finale. Like, I wasn't a big Lord of the Rings fan before, but... They got me now. Okay. It's just really well done. I think the story, like, in typical, like, Tolkien fashion, like, they give you a lot of buildup, but it it just all really comes together very nicely at the end. And it did. And this season just, it just didn't disappoint. So I think it's really good. I think, you know, I saw some reviews online, like, people were just, like, review bombing it, but i'm enjoying it. i think the acting is good the fight sequences are good it's like really beautiful to look at just like these vast landscapes like all the cgi that goes into this show all the the um the costuming they do for the orcs like it's just it's really well done highly underrated um and it I, just it, like it finished right like the it was yeah, it's the first season's the done yeah okay um yeah do you you know what i like ernesto can i just go into this blind or do i need pretense um, you could actually go into it blind because okay. they do they do some explaining in the beginning and this is like the beginning of the Lord of the Rings, like of the saga of like right. everything that happens like this is literally the beginning like you meet you meet main characters from Lord of the Rings you meet them in this first seasons of Rings of Power. Got it. Okay. You get to All see right. how they, you get to see how they came about. <clears throat> I understand. Okay. I'm, I'm I might give it a watch. It's just uh, you sure. know me in Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know you know you know how I am. So I wasn't a Lord of the Rings fan either. Mm-hmm. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. But you know, mm. I'm I've I've actually powered through. I've read The Hobbit. <laughs> I've read the first two Lord of the Rings book, and I'm almost done with the third book. And I actually I have to say, the third book is actually really good. The Hobbit. I'm watching the game, reading all these books. Dying. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's on Audible. It's an, and it's on Audible, and it's narrated by Andy Serkis. So I can't. Oh, can't really? really? Oh my! I didn't God, know that. I will yeah. Listen now. <laughs> you should have I, mean, I can't with really come. I can't really complain <laughs> yeah. when I got like actually Gollum like in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I'm I'm the I'm a true believer in that too because I love Audible but if I'm in like ten minutes in and the narrator is shit I'm like yeah. nope sorry I'll just Goodbye. read it myself. right 
You oh, know that man. that's so that's so sad because that happens. Like I'm not a big reader, but I'll I'll listen to a book. I I can't. I'm not. I don't have the patience to sit down and read. I just can't do it. Um. So like when the narrator is bad, but I really want to know the story, it's like ah. The story's so good, but you're yeah. so bad at it. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I felt the same way. Like, I know he's canceled. <laughs> like, Army Hammer's canceled. But I listened to Call Me By Your Name, the novelization, and he was mm-hmm. the narrator and did mm. an amazing job. I mean, he's a psycho, but, you know. And <laughs> I don't, I don't actually, think I know. I don't that know was one like... of the things I watched, House of Hammer, that show. Because Army I Hammer am... is a cannibal and was, like, a sex fiend. I don't know. He's weird. Look at oh, look at that. Okay, but did Army? But hold on, hold on. The Army mm-hmm. Hammer is canceled. Army Hammer's full on canceled, bro. He's working in a timeshare, like in the on an island somewhere. That's how Ooh. canceled he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not not a good look for him at all. Um, oh, what else what you got? He, what, did, what did he? I'm so confused now. I'm, he, I'm so he had a, he had very aggressive sex with women. He would tie them up and he would say he wanted to drink their blood and sent a lot of DMs saying how he was going to eat them. He's 100% a cannibal. Um, he comes from the um the Arm and Hammer you know hierarchy. So his father, his grandfather, all the Hammermen have been very abusive emotionally, physically, um you know, and psychologically. So yeah, he he and then wow. like all the women that he like slept with were telling their stories about how he would tie them up and would do what he wanted with them and leave them there tied up as he would go make a sandwich and shit. And it's like, "Oh my god." Like, yeah, he's a psycho, bro. Like he's um, canceled. Okay. But he but he's on Audible and he does really well on that. <laughs> he's crazy. He eats people, but he knows how to he, read a fucking story. He knows how to read a book, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. He's still got that going for him. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we are caught up. So we are all the way caught up on the penultimate of uh, Game of Thrones. <clears throat> Damn. This is a good-ass season of Game of Thrones. This show is so good. It's it's so it's crazy how good this show is. Matt Smith is like... Mm, I, uh, I, like Game I, of Thrones or like the new the House of Dragon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. When I say Game of Thrones, I mean House. Of, I mean House of Dragon. Got it. Got it. Got it. There's one more left. The finale coming up. Some cra- and some crazy shit went down last episode. It's like typical Game of Thrones. Like the pen. Like just balls to the walls crazy at the end. And next episode is gonna kind of be the like the you know the resolution of what the fuck just happened. <laughs> right. Yeah, we uh we plan on watching it when either we're gonna Megan and I are probably gonna start it soon or after the finale. The but finale's yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, so maybe maybe not maybe not until Sunday, but we're definitely gonna watch it. So we're gonna start it very soon since it since it's all wrapping up. Yeah, um, I finished the second season of Harley Quinn, the show on HBO oh, Max. Okay, Steph, I don't know. If, have you watched it? Love that show. Fucking show is so funny. So hilarious. Bane is my favorite. Bane and Stanley. T- <laughs> <laughs> I kind of saw that happening. <laughs> why? Why do you hate me? <laughs> like it's just so. It's like it's just the polar opposite of it. It's like he's this it's big strong guy. DC satire, like right. And I think that's what. And I think that's why the show works so well. Because and then you get like this the, the relationship between Harley and Poison Ivy. I mm-hmm. think Clayface and Lee to- um Alan, yeah. oh my god, what is his name? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk as Clayface is by mm-hmm. far my favorite. 
It's like that's what I'm he an actor. Like for real, I yeah I I agree, and I love the whole Nightwing episode because he ended up being like because Nightwing's like second in command, one of the biggest DC you know characters, and then he ends up being like this huge like baby. He's like, no, I want to be the second in command. I want to be the second. <laughs> Why does this bat suit have boobs on it? <laughs> <laughs> or when Bat uh, Bane, there's this episode where Bane breaks Batman's legs. <laughs> and Batman's like, I can come back. It's like, and then, and then Alfred's like, stand up. He's like, okay. <laughs> it's like this whole, this whole back, the whole back and forth with like father and son kind of relationship, like with yeah. um, Alfred and Batman is hilarious. What and it's and just it's so almost funny. Like everything that we all kind of said about Batman and Alfred and all these things and like this show is just putting that out there in the forefront to kind of just be like like Ernesto had mentioned he's like oh yeah he's like I can come back from this he's like stand up <laughs> you stand up <laughs> <laughs> or like when uh when uh when him and Robin when Robin was mad at him he's like I had a he's like I made you a sandwich he's like you had Alfred make me a sandwich <laughs> same thing yeah but I told him to make it for me <laughs> yeah but I told him what's the plant's name frank frank i think it's hilarious yes. he's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah played by jb smooth oh man yeah. that guy is so funny, so funny. <laughs> this is some look this is some real character development type shit <laughs> oh bringing shit back from season one <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This is some high level storytelling. <laughs> it's almost like they gave him the script like last minute to just be, and let him just go wild. He's like, oh shit! He's like, this is this is kind of like what we want you to say. He's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go raw. <laughs> like I'll just yeah. say whatever. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. Um, and then to close out, um, I've been rewatching from my childhood the Batman animated series. Ooh. Yeah, I'm on Epic because my uh, my daughter Bella, she's kind of like getting into Batman now. So I was oh, like, oh, nice. we'll put this on. So we'll put it in, and she doesn't like fully get it, but she'll be like, where's Batman? Like every time he yeah. leaves the screen, she's like, where's Batman? There he is. And then like when he'll he'll <laughs> and like when he hits like a goon or something, she's like, good job, Batman. <laughs> good job, Batman. <laughs> so oh, I I'm love it. I'm rewatching it, but I'm more like watching her watch it for the first time. Mm. I, I, I okay well then I was gonna ask this but maybe you you can't since you're kind of watching it I'm re-watching it and loving everything that I remember of it but at the same time I'm like holy fuck this was incredible for the 90s like every yes. single 30 minute episode is like cinematic like yes. there's a full storyline in each one and I'm just like this is incredible like like I don't think it's being talked about enough as it should be because Batman the animated series is by far just one of the most incredible pieces of like art made because you had a full story in each episode, a full score and great, you know, voice acting talents. I mean, it was, it, it's, it's really great beyond, I mean, obviously I'm partial. I love Batman, but I think just general. As oh, a I show, agree. It's incredible. Yeah. It's funny. I, Cause in like the way the episodes open, you get the credits, but then you get like this like episode card where it's like the mm-hmm. title of the episode, like, who wrote it? So it's almost like each episode is like its own little play. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Really well done. I mean, and Kevin Conroy sounds so young. He is Batman. <laughs> he is. Like, there can't... And, like, I'm so used to him in, like, Arkham Knight, like, having, like, 
like the years mm-hmm. of Batman voice. And like you yeah. hear him, he's got like this young Batman voice. I'm like, oh my god, I almost like don't even recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> the true talent. And then you see him in real life, you're like, you're so old. Wow. You're an you're an old man. <laughs> old man. He's the goat though. Yeah, very much. Um, but <laughs> other than that, that's all I got. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't watched much either, but um, we talked about She-Hulk, and I've finished that already. Um, Andor, Ernesto, episode six of Andor. I'm not sure how far how far did you get on on Andor? Haven't picked haven't picked it back up. Okay, so I feel like every three I feel like every three episodes they're getting somewhere with it. So episode three was like a big a big episode, right? And then it kind of dipped back down to two and five, like four and five. But then episode six, it brought it right back up to eleven. Easily one of the best episodes they had so far. Um, intense from start to finish. Great, great episode. And also visually, it looked amazing. So really? they really leaned into what what this show is all about. So and then also like even when, after it ended, I'm like, I don't know where we're going after this, because like it's like a game changing like this a turning point of the season right here. So I was like, I'm I'm here for it. I know the new episode just dropped today as we're recording, so I haven't watched that episode seven yet. But episode six, A plus television right there. I was real. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we talked about She Hulk, um, The Midnight Club. Ernesto, I teased that last week that I had watched it. I have now finished The Midnight Club. Um, Estevan, are you familiar with with this with this show? I have heard of it. I haven't started it. I've been, okay. um, but that is on my list to, to watch. Yes. Yeah, so as you know, it's from Mike Flanagan who gave us Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass. Um, and the Midnight Club is an adaption from the Christopher Pike young adult novels. And what I think is really cool about it, which I kind of brief, briefly mentioned last week, was that the, the stories about these terminal, terminally ill kids who are in like this hospice house um, and each night at midnight, they go in and they tell like a scary story. In the book, those scary stories come to life. That's the whole Midnight Club. That's the the draw to it. But they kind of gave it a twist. So instead of those stories, those real life stories that they tell come to life, the stories that they tell are other Christopher Pike novels. So technically, Mike Flanagan found a way to not just incorporate one of his novels, but literally all of them. So half the episode is tailoring to the story about Christopher Pike and then like, or the midnight club, I should say. And then the other half of the episode is adapting one of his other novels. So I think that is pretty cool. Um, that being said though, it's for a much younger audience, Ernesto. So he like, like, like I, I think, I think your oldest son can probably watch it. Oh, like, I th- I don't think it's that bad of a horror like situation. Um, it was something I wasn't expecting, and it. it was a little bit different than I was anticipating. I don't think it's bad by any means, but n- you can't compare it to his other work because it's not. F- I don't think it's meant for adults. Like I even missed the cast of characters he brought into the fray. Like you know, you know the the the, the core group that he brings in. Yeah. yeah, I would say one or two maybe showed up. The rest were absent, so like I missed that act, you know, acting caliber. Um, a lot of these kids are newcomers, so they weren't. Some of them were good, some of them were just all right. So like the acting was just okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was not. 
And they also set up for a second season, which I wasn't expecting either. So he wants to continue this. No, not from him. So I thought it was going to be like a, a one, you know, a limited series like his normal work has been, but nope, it's that's that was not the case unfortunately. Uh, so because it definitely teased for a season two. Uh, so and and the and the, it's it was more I would say spooky, less horror. It's 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 not I would I wouldn't yes it is you know scary things happening but it's like maybe like a level up from Goosebumps I would say. <laughs> Damn. So how would you – so I think I already know the answer, but how would you compare it against like Bly Manor, Hill House, and Midnight Mass like at the bottom? It, yeah, at the, yeah, because it's – but it's the thing is it's not bad. It's just not – it's not his great. typical – it's not great, yeah, but it's also not for us as an audience. It's for a younger audience, so maybe they can enjoy it more. Or if you were a fan of the Christopher Pike novels, it could have blended there as well. Like you could have appreciated for that as well. Um, so like – his next project is adapting the Edgar Allan Poe novels. So like that's gonna be dark, right? That's gonna go back to the adult mm-hmm. stuff for sure. Um, but right now, if he continues on with Midnight, the Midnight Club, I might not be as quick to start it as I was for the first season because I was, you know, I I love Mike Flanagan, so whatever he can do, I'm I'm here for it. Sure. Um, but again, it wasn't a bad story. It just wasn't great. <laughs> so it was, it was also really slow. So uh, yeah, there's that as well. So anyway, that's the Midnight Club. And um, Ernesto, I also teased last week. And also, I'm also going to do you a favor because uh, um, I'm not sure if anyone's aware, but we have a rundown for the show. And Ernesto writes down the movies that we talk about on, on this rundown. And I'm going to copy this because it's a long list. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I just want it there for you, Ernesto. What? <laughs> are you, you are we going to speed read them, I'm assuming? I'm not not really speed read them, but there, hold on. There's a whole idea. I just want to get them on here. I'll just run down first so you don't have to write all of it. Because did you just see it pop up? It's, it's Jesus, a lot in there. Matt. <laughs> I told you. That's why, that's why I copied and pasted, damn it. <laughs> Okay. Right, just go ahead and read. Go ahead and just read them off. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not gonna talk about every one of these, but um, I, what I do want to say is that I've been catching up with some old classic horror. That's the base of it. And so I was watching some of the ones that were interesting, some of the sequels that caught my eye, and some of the old classics. So this is what I watch. Estevan, I'm gonna ask you a question as well. So I don't. I know you don't have a list in front of you, but try to listen when I at least what I have here. Um, so I watched They Live. The Birds, Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. Good one. I know, I know what you did last summer. The Babysitter One and Two, that's on Netflix. Um, Hellraiser Two, which we briefly talked about last week. Um, Night Teeth, which is like a kind of a horror movie that came out last year with the vampires. Leprechaun Three and Four. <laughs> I skipped One and Two because I was told they weren't as good as Three and Four, so I watched Three and Four. And then I watched. Uh, uh, hold on, I'm so sorry. <laughs> mm, I'm just gonna. This might be um, controversial, but none of them are good. So <laughs> yeah. to three and four to be the first ones that you watch, as opposed to like the original. <laughs> I was told that they like because it gets goofier throughout the, the Leprechaun movies. So he says so like, did you watch Go... Leprechaun in the Hood? <laughs> no, that was five and six. I didn't watch. <laughs> I watched Leprechaun. Leprechaun (laughs) three. He went to Vegas. Leprechaun four was in space. Keep up. Keep up, (laughs) Esteban. Keep up. 
Keep up. And, and then I watched Gremlins 2, which I've never seen. So all of these were brand new to me. I'd never what? watched. You'd never seen Gremlins wow. 2, the new batch? So The new batch, yes. So, Ernesto, I ask, I ask you, which one out of this list do you think I enjoyed the most? Um, Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Estevan, I, I know I listed a lot, but can you try to guess which ones I would enjoy the most? I would have, if you I know. I was going to say taste. New Nightmare as well, because that's one of my favorites that you yeah, listed. But <laughs> the amount of speaking that we did on Leprechaun, I didn't say Leprechaun <laughs> 2 and 3, or 3 and 4. <laughs> 3 and 4. Actually, it was neither one of those, I will say. Huh. The one I actually enjoyed the most, believe it or not, was Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. A oh, classic. I love it though. It's yeah. it's classic. a classic movie, and mm-hmm. it's for good reason. The first mm-hmm. forty five minutes of the movie does not need to exist. I'll tell you that. It's a slow build up to that to the birds. Like I came here to see the birds, and I'm watching yeah. this woman stalk a man from a from a pet store, and then she steals. A, no, she didn't steal a boat, but it was a long process for her to go to get a boat, to mm-hmm. drive all the way across the the state, then take a boat, and then break into this man's house to give him a bird this woman's crazy and and then ernesto then we then we get to the killer birds that that mm-hmm. first of all it took us 45 minutes to get there and then the, the killer birds are attacking <laughs> you know and, and but you know what i think that's a very that's very much a hitchcock thing because mm-hmm. even if you go to like i was just talking about psycho earlier today and because we were talking actually we were actually talking about halloween and we i was like that was kind of that was Drew Barrymore's inspiration of taking on the role of um, Casey Becker for Scream whenever Wes, because mm. Wes originally offered her Sidney Prescott, and she's like, no, I want to do Casey. And she was like, they were like, well, she dies in the first like 15 minutes. And she's like, I know, like Janet Lee in Psycho. Because for the first thir- 15 to 25 minutes, it was like unnecessary. You're like, oh, okay, Janet Lee's the star of the show. She's going to find, you know, and she's right. going to be the one that survives. And then she's done. And then it was like, oh, okay. Well, what do we, where do we go from here now? Because the psycho already killed, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the main yeah. star. And also, if I remember correctly, at the time that was a big shocking value that mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore died at the beginning of that movie because yeah. a lot of I'm it's sure she Janet was Lee. right, exactly. Like yeah. they didn't expect that a big Hollywood actor to be <clears throat> cut off in the first part of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she was on the forefront. She was on every poster. Yes, every promo I do remember thing. that. Like mm-hmm. she's she was top billing, yeah. She had everything. Yeah, very similar to Halloween Ends. How much you know of a of an mm-hmm. icon that someone would be in and then yeah. not be in at all. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, wow, man. <laughs> 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 um, but yes, I did enjoy Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Uh, I, I was looking into like the Freddy movies and see which ones like was a good sequel because I feel like some of them I would not care about. And they said mm-hmm. New Nightmare was good, and I did enjoy. I, lo- I like meta shit. So that was very mm-hmm. much on the brand of that. Um, I know you did last summer. Not good. Didn't didn't care for it. Did not care for <laughs> it, it at it, all. It's for the times. Yeah, and the time is. It was better when it came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I we rewatched it too, and I was like, oh, this one didn't hold up very well. <laughs> no, and, it did not. <laughs> and and same with the book because I think um, we had did one one time about um, how I know what you did because the book that it was based on I know what you did last summer is nothing like what the film turned out to be. Yeah, I, I was not impressed by that movie at all. Yeah. Um, Leprechaun 3 and 4, 
was a trip, I'll tell you what. <laughs> that was an interesting viewing experience, especially mm. Leprechaun in Space, where it makes zero sense at all. There was one scene where I literally like laughed out loud of how ridiculous it was because there was this like lady in space and all of a sudden like in dire situations and she undresses herself shows her breast and goes now everyone you have been warned and then she puts her clothes back on and i was like what was that all about and then and then in the movie in the context of the movie it said oh when a person from that species shows their breast, that means that d dire things are coming. Like you've been like, you know, ashamed of, I'm like, that is the dumbest reason to write any of that the in there. Nudity. Just the show nudity. Exactly. I was like, this is dumb. This is really, really dumb. But I was tell you what, Warwick Davis can be one hell of a good leprechaun. He's very entertaining as the leprechaun, but the movies are God awful. Yeah. <laughs> the movies are really it. bad. Um, but yeah, so like I've been sprucing up. I've been trying to get acclimated to some of the good or bad horror movies of the past. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then that leads right into our spoiler review of the week. That's all I've been watching, uh, from what you're watching, but let's dive into it. Uh, a, a Hollywood icon, a classic, so to speak, Halloween. And then David Gordon Green decided to make three more movies out of these, out of this trilogy. And now we have reached the exciting conclusion of the well for now anyway the hollywood the, the laurie strode micro myers uh michael 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 myers michael myers uh, so we had you on for halloween kills and i vaguely remember that uh -huh. conversation it was a year ago but if i remember correctly you enjoyed it more than i did uh, i think yeah. so and now we reach to the end here what were your thoughts on halloween ends if I remember correctly, I think I enjoyed it more than you did, but I mm -hmm. still had the same feelings of how it, it was a little too, like, I don't know, it just didn't really do it for me in that middle one, because I was hoping for something more, and I was hoping going forward with this one, we would pop mm. in right in the same time frame, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, I, so I saw the reviews, I saw the tomato meter, and I saw everything that everybody was saying about it, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in, watched it, and you know what? I didn't mind it. Oh God! <laughs> like, Jesus. okay, but here, okay, let's, let's, I understand hey, the criticism. I understand the criticism where everybody's coming from. This is the final chapter for the Halloween franchise, and in my in my mind, before I went into this film, I was like, we're gonna kill Michael, and we're gonna create a new Michael Myers. And that full first half of that film was exactly that. With that opening scene, I was like, that whole kid falling, and you know him hitting the kid, the kid falling, six fucking stories. Who needs a house that big, first of all? <laughs> six fucking stories from the top, and he fell and broke his leg. Anybody's going to fall and do that. Like, that's fucking crazy. A, that was an evil child. I yeah, I was about to say, that, that kid was a dick. <laughs> so... mm, karma. I don't know what to tell you about. But, <laughs> and I was like, uh, that's fucked up. And then, then it goes, Halloween. And I was like, oh, shit, there's no Michael Myers. What the fuck's happening? Is this kid the new Michael Myers? So we were going in that direction, and I was like, okay, Lori's granddaughter is going to be the new Lori. Here's her boyfriend who's going to be the new Michael. We have this whole thing going on. There's a lot of things I didn't really care for, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't mind the way that they ended it and the way that they went about with the new Michael because, again, spoiler alert, it's that new Michael – 
86s himself in that in that sense because it was very much a whole if I can't have her no one can like verbatim and was like Egh. and I was like mm, no bro no girls that it's worth it <laughs> <laughs> like no no <laughs> it was like Ugh. I was like no I'm like she's no um so I I get what they're doing it was very much a kind of uh, metaphor for like society on how we are it's like this is what we do we cast the we we cast out the outcasts of things that make any kind of mistake that we think is unforgivable. So yeah, I kind of went deep into it and I was like, all right, cool, 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 cool. I had an issue with the whole Michael and him meeting and then in the sewer. I, I like the idea of Michael being hidden away in a sewer for a full year and just living off rats or homeless people that die. And oh, just, that's, that's, that wasn't just a full year. That was four years. Four years. Oh yeah, that's right. It's four years. Oh, that's a long time. No yeah. He was so weak. He was like, Ugh. <laughs> And then you and you would stab someone, and then you see him. I was like, hm, "What are you like, Superman, getting your powers from the sun?" You're like, "Oh, blood." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> so Very that much. Yes. Um, but then I was like, "That's pretty cool." Him bringing him back to my leading people in, so Michael can kind of get a little stronger. And then I was like, "That's still kind of out of character for Michael to be working with anybody." So that kind of threw me off, and I didn't really care for that. Um. But then seeing him notice, because I think we kind of went into that with the last film of Halloween. What was it? Kills. Halloween kills. And then the whole idea of the mask being what gives him that drive to do things. Mm-hmm. Because the moment the mask was off, he would just like lay there. And it'd take him a while to get up, but he would get up finally and be like, all right, I'm not, I can't kill anybody until I got that mask back on. So I, I kind of enjoyed that. I appreciate the fact that um, that Jamie Lee's character was the final the final girl again and because i i I really did think she was gonna get her you know her end with it and because right when she killed him and or crucified him on that table i was like holy shit and then he (laughs) pulls his hand out to like you know grab her one last time and she's like do it i was like oh that's kind of poetic look at y'all dying together (laughs) And and then her you know granddaughter coming in she's like no overall it's not the best halloween movie but i also don't think it's the worst one so I think it's I can I can live with it. Like I'm gonna watch it again to see if I still have the same feelings about it. I think the kills were brutal in a good way, not too over the top where it was too much, but it was also brutal enough where you were like, okay, yeah, I'm like, okay, let's okay, we're we're good. We don't need any more of that. <laughs> um, the kid falling from the from in the beginning that was intense. <laughs> His neck breaking that was intense. Gwen Stacy, <laughs> and just you know. <laughs> And um, and so I was like, oh shit, um, and and then like the whole knife thing, him pulling his hand off of the knife, and you seeing his full hand just like broke, like yeah, I was like, ugh, um, and just seeing all those aspects of it, it, I think it's better than Halloween Kills. I will say that. Okay, Ernesto, what about you? All right, so I had low expectations mm-hmm. because I didn't like the second one, and Stan, mm-hmm. I actually agree with. A lot of what you said there are things about this movie that i actually really enjoyed i really enjoyed the idea of the character of Corey. i think we should have gotten Corey in the second movie and that should have been a bill he should have been a build up from two to three and then maybe we would have got his end in three but i felt like we like he was such an interesting character because i think that was the next that's the next natural evolution of michael because he's old as fuck He's only going to be strong enough to kill people for so long. So, mm-hmm. like, there needed to be a passing of the baton. Like, that's – naturally, that's where we were going to go next. But 
I just it felt really rushed in this movie. Like he mm-hmm. meets him and he grabs him and he stares him in the eyes. <clears throat> yeah. And then Corey gets the Michael look in his eyes. You know? I don't know. It was it was a little clunky with like choking him and letting him go, but they did we should have got if they wanted to do that, they should have established more of their built a better connection between Corey and Michael. Like otherwise, why the fuck does Michael care about this kid and why didn't he just like break him into the second that he saw him like we yeah. needed to see more of him being actually weak and to see that he mm-hmm. needed someone to pass it on to we needed to get we needed that exposition to really understand why he was okay with letting Corey go and not letting him live i mean we even get the moment where the bum that he kills tells him he asks him why did he let you live yeah like well that's an important question that us as the viewers really want to mm-hmm. fucking know like yeah and i point. agree with you mm-hmm. like i think if if we would have done it done it in halloween kills it would have been a much more you know even him dying would have been much thing. more impactful like because then we've already yeah. spent two movies with Corey. because like let's be honest the second movie like this movie is definitely and i agree this movie is definitely better than the second one but yeah. i they could have they could have done so much more. I mean, that opening scene with yeah. the little kid was intense. You could have opened the second movie with that scene. Yeah. And then like you given up we we already had years in between that. So why couldn't we have jumped to this movie? They could have set him up in last movie and then mm-hmm. like really like let him flourish in this one. Like even put some of the bullies in the last movie. Like that one jock guy was just such a bad actor. Like he was. So... First of all, when did the band geeks become the jocks and <laughs> yeah. the bullies in school? A. I was like, no, sir, go play your trumpet. Don't talk like, to me. <laughs> like when he's about to run his friend over and he looks, he's like smiling at the camera almost. He's like, yeah. what? Are you dead? <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, no. But I will. But I will say, like <clears throat> the kill scenes were mm-hmm. really brutal and i think yeah. they were i thought they were pretty good i mean he literally takes a blowtorch and blows this guy's face off Dude, and then blowtorches yeah. the girl like through his even mouth, though, right yeah and then the and mm-hmm. then the girl who was actually like trying to be nice to him he just like mutilates her and then the dj you know he cuts his tongue off yeah the oh, dj yeah. one was pretty especially with like it was the tongue was stuck on the record so it kept skipping and then it cut to uh, the, the her Laura Short's granddaughter listening to that radio station and it kept cutting out and then he's like she's like yeah. ah just turn it off and it's like oh that's that's <laughs> morbid. I, I do like that we they gave Michael a definitive end, but I, it just felt a little. I don't know. It was too like um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for to like bandstandish. Like we're we're gonna strap him to the car and the entire town's gonna oh, follow yeah. us. Yeah. Like I get, but, I mean, I understand also, because of at the same all, how time, much I mean, he's been terrorizing them. Yeah, like, and that's that's what I said too because you know they, they made that comment about that's not protocol. I was like, let's be real, homeboy, rookie of the year over here, Mister <laughs> Pop. He was like, that's not protocol. I was like, you're telling me a man who has been terrorizing this town for for forty years, for decades, more than yeah, more than, and and people around the world know of the, his mayhem and massacre that he does. You're telling me that you had the opportunity to be like, he's dead. We need to get rid of him. Make sure he's completely dead. You want to be like, no, we need to bring justice. No, bitch. <laughs> I just, <laughs> this is the justice that you get. I, I'm okay with it. But the one thing I just feel like, like for as iconic as an icon as Michael Myers is, I feel like they disrespected him in the end a little bit. 
like to get rid did, of him in a wood chipper. Well, n- well, n- not even so much that. So much as like you make him like this almost supernatural killer through the mm-hmm. his entire ethos, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden at the end he just gets bested by like by like a fridge and an old woman, like <laughs> like yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I, I felt like there yeah. should have been there should have been it should have been a little bit more of a I expected more of a showdown between him and Laurie. Like I was yeah. okay with it, but I felt like they, like we could have gotten something better for such an iconic character. That's like if they just bitch slapped Freddy Krueger, and they're <laughs> like, "All right, we're never gonna make a Freddy Krueger movie ever again. This is how, this is the official way of how he dies." Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. yeah, Ernesto, you're not wrong. Um, I was honestly the best thing about that movie for me was when the Corey died. As soon as Corey died, that's when it became a good movie for me because that's what I was that's what I was promised. I was promised the epic conclusion and the epic showdown of Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode. And we got that. And then what happened afterward, it makes sense. Her, him putting in putting them on top of the car, wood chipper, he's dead, the whole town saw it. Like the end is the end. And I thought that was a very well done scene from the moment Corey died. That being said, though, I do agree with Estevan and what you were saying about how passing the torch, that was a like that makes a lot of sense, too. But you 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 put in a character and uh, one, like what's it, this an hour and 45 minutes, at least an hour and 20 minutes of this movie was devoted to him. Like, yes. no, we, no. <laughs> yeah, it was his fucking movie. I'm like, no, where you I don't see him on the fucking poster. I see Laurie <laughs> Strode and Michael Myers on the poster. Where where are they in this movie? And I get it that Laurie Strode is trying to move past that. But yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like that Michael Myers should have just been it. I don't think you needed Corey. I understood mm-hmm. the point, especially when you look at it as a three-act <clears throat> structure, right? Um, I rewatched Halloween and Halloween Kills again to get the full scope of it. And really what the director, David Gordon Green, wanted to do was how did this – mass killer michael myers affect the town of haddingfield illinois like that's that's what i got out of it and so like the first one was a recreation of the original halloween the 1970s halloween and literally you go back and it's not shot for shot but it's very close and there were some really cool uh camera movement they did michael myers was brutal and a badass and the ending was very satisfying like could they could have ended it there and be just as fine and then halloween kills was like we got to rope this whole town into it but we we also roped in a bunch of terrible actors and a terrible script to do so and like it didn't it it didn't really work and also laurie strode and michael myers never saw each other but Michael Myers was never as brutal as he was in any of the films so far. He was really brutal. Like, the kills really was there. And he killed a lot of people. Um, But it was just, like, not a well-put-together movie. And, again, Laurie Short and Michael Myers were never in the same room. Um, Hell, Laurie Short barely left the hospital in in Halloween Kills. And I think that's what upset me the most about that second one. That second one was more about society and how we Mm -hmm. get crazy whenever we hear something. We're like, oh, my God, here he is. Everybody's like, no, 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 it's not him, it's not him, it's not him, it's not him. And they're like, right. no, kill, evil dies tonight. Yeah, right. Like, okay. like the thing yeah. about the second one that really bothered me was like how it ended. Because they fuck him up, they burn him in the street, and then he just fucking vanishes like Houdini. Like, <laughs> he just disappears and reappears and kills Laurie's daughter. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out, I, one of my favorite th- things about that film is when they all come together. Everybody's dressed in their Halloween costumes. They even have one person swinging uh, <laughs> an iron. 
I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm yeah. over here with a plancha. He's like, let's go, puto. <laughs> and guess what? They all, they all died. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and so then you have that. And so, like, you have Michael Myers on the loose. And then I'm led to believe that after all this time, he goes, fucks off in a sewage for the next four years and be, like, grandpa, yeah, eating rats and, like, being a grandpa mm. Michael Myers. Like, it was such mm. a harsh transition to that. And then I understand building up this new guy, but I really wish that Michael Myers was in the forefront of this movie, even if the final showdown was not until the last 20 minutes. I'm okay with that. But representing Michael Myers as like this weak individual, when we literally see him do a lot worse, and like he's been in prison for so mm-hmm. long, and he didn't kill anybody. You're, you're led to believe that that because he hasn't killed in four years, he's like withering in the in the sewers. No, I, I'm not. I mean, I can't buy that. I took something different from that. I I, I looked at it in the sense of, like, yes, he's evil and has, like, this kind of superpower of the fact that he can kind of overcome anything else, but it takes him a little bit of time to rejuvenate, I guess, rejuvenate or something. Um, Just in the sense, because, like, four years in reality, let's think, the second one happened, he was left in a house to burn, and all of that happened within the same night of the first movie. Yeah, it was the same night. The adrenaline of everything that comes from evil and Michael himself yeah. goes at it. He got stabbed. He got burned half to hell. He was beaten with, you know, all these crazy – he was shot, all this other stuff. So, I mean, like, in reality, he still is a human. So, going back for four years, living in a sewer, eating rats was because of the entire idea of the fact is, like, all right, Halloween night's over. And I tried to kill her again. And it didn't work. And I'm only doing this on Halloween. But I can't fucking do this for, like – a while i've been burned i've been shot i've been stabbed yeah. i've been beaten with a bat i've been hit with a, an iron <laughs> i need to i need to calm down for a second and kind of but honestly gain strength honestly i would rather prefer if the third one just <laughs> took place on the same night let's just and that's let's, what i was hoping for too yeah let's just go continue the night out if, if we're gonna go mm-hmm. down that angle um but even so like michael myers didn't do anything in the last four three halloweens you know it's just yeah. like it, it's it was a little off it, like even like a year later and and I don't know if it benefited from from that time jump. I think we could have just continued off right from the same night. But with that time jump, yes, we saw a different Laurie Strode, which was perfectly fine, trying to live a normal life. Um, she was very comedic, um, which was a different side of, of Laurie, but again, perfectly fine from the first two movies. Um, there was just something about it that I feel like it just wasn't put together right. Like, I, I think we had a lot of good ingredients in there. Like, I, I was fine yeah. that Corey being a character, but I didn't want him to be the main person. Like, I agree with Esther, yeah. Ernesto that they did him a little bit disservice. He should have been, like, the, the fact that to the point where, like, you've been marketing this movie as Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode, that's what it should be. Keep it simple. We don't yeah. need to complicate it by seeing how the town is reacting to another figure that's kind of like Michael Myers in the town. But I mean, but I respect it because I understand I understand that angle with it too. I just didn't think that this was the right avenue to tell that story um, because it just needed to be like Michael Myers needed to be in there. Like yeah. for you, you to yeah. that that was the biggest thing. It's like this is the epic showdown, but wait. An hour and forty minutes to get there, and then oh, the last ten minutes, there he is. It's yeah. I don't know. And, and I, was I really bit... agree with Ernesto. If we would have introduced Corey last film the and made that the opening, or even if you would have made the the whole meet and greet of him and Michael in the sewer and time jumped it as a post credit scene, 
mm. at the end of that one, that would have set it up for it's like, oh shit, like this other kid's like in the process of figuring this out. Because in, in reality, it, I got a lot of like killing joke vibes from this because mm. there's that whole monologue that Joker tells, you know, um, Commissioner Gordon in the Tunnel <clears throat> of Love. And the whole idea of Joker and madness and everything else is just one bad day. What happens when you have one bad day? And Corey had yeah. one bad day on Halloween, unfortunately, just like Michael Myers. And, well, not really one bad no, day. Definitely. Michael Myers decided to kill. Yeah, Michael killed yeah. his own sister. That, that's completely yeah, different. Yeah, definitely completely <laughs> different. Yeah. But, but that one bad day that Corey had completely shunned him and threw him out in the corner. Nobody wants to be around him. His mother hates him. You know, his stepdad is kind of supportive. Um, and he's like, don't tell her about the motorcycle. <laughs> And, you know, and all that stuff. So it's like, okay, he had one bad day. And then does that kind of trigger something in the sense of like, okay, this is what I do now. Like, you know, and then finally, you know, and then and it sucked because it's like, okay, he's turning into a a new Michael because of his situations because he accidentally killed that kid. And then the the homeless guy attacked him with that knife. And then Mm -hmm. that was a self-defense. And then he stabbed him that once. And then it was just like, okay, okay. Okay, and then he, and then after that, he was like, "Let me put a leather jacket on." Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, and that's what I think. What's like, I know it wasn't needed, but I, the the character they created was so intriguing that that's like the one thing that I'm. That's like the one shining thing that I'm kind of holding on from this film is the development of this character because of that one, mm-hmm. because of that one bad day. But it's also what the town, how the town painted him, and how mm-hmm. they were making how they perceived him and how they were making him perceiving himself. Like, so what came first, a chicken or the, yeah. What came first, a chicken or the egg? Was he always this way or did you push him to be that way? And, and that goes back to that same, that same question, kind of very similar to the chicken and the egg. It's like, is it nature or nurture? Correct. Right. Right. And and within Corey's aspect, it's like, well, there was a little bit of the nurture fact of not parents, not really being there for him, but it was, but it's not really the nature thing until it turned into the fact that he accidentally kills people or self-defense, you know, self-defense kills someone. And then it's like, oh, this is my nature. And then you're seeing that whole progression of being like, all right, cool. Like, I'll, I'll fucking take care of these people. Yeah. If we we had seen that through line throughout the entire, this, through this Mm -hmm. trilogy, and then yeah. we would have I think we would have been more on board with the passing of the torch and understanding yeah. what created the thing that created Michael Myers, you know? Right. It, like yeah, and that's actually a really good point. Like what what created Michael Myers? Obviously he created his own being, but the town and the rumors and all that was always etched into the Halloween story. Like what he did with his sister and the Laurie Strode situation. And again, that's like the biggest through line I seen throughout these all three movies was the fact that he um that it would how was the town affected by like how the town reacts to michael myers and we saw that in different factions all across the trilogy so and 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 that i can see that and it was a clear story but i feel like a lot of avenues just didn't stick the landing on that part i agree it was like it was like i think it was too much in the end that they Mm -hmm. were like maybe they realized the direction that they want like maybe they realized too little too late that they should introduce this care this Corey character like they should have introduced him earlier, but they're like, well, we can still use him. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> just throw him yeah. in the finale. <laughs> yeah. Because and, and then you know, even if they had given us like an opening, even if it wasn't the opening kill, like given us a kill with Michael Myers, if he had killed somebody, but he doesn't even need to say anything. He can yeah. just like be hurt or be like have the person not harm him, but him still showing that he's physically hurt 
from like everything that has happened to him over the over the years then we would have been like oh he's all fucked up now so he's got to figure out what he's doing because he's probably going to die soon yeah and we also kind of saw that like how people influence others the same with Lori's granddaughter i mean she was all over the place throughout all of this trilogy as well and toward the end she was like heavily flirting with Corey. like like it was like really out of character for her after all this time but she was also trying to live a normal life but really wanted this relationship to work out so much so that she was gonna leave her grandmother to go be with this guy out of state also a little bit out of character for her but Ultimately, and at the end, she made just the like right. instantly, right? Like it, yeah. it went from one moment to the next, and then it was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 bitch. And like, let's be real, like that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good character choice on their part either, because no, writing or anything, because like, let's be real, your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your boyfriend's dad, your grandmother was in, affected, the sheriff, every, the entire town, and you, right. in the last two films, were completely affected by this man. He's now kind of back. You're kind of hearing things. People are starting to get killed, and you're like, I'm leaving with him. I love him. If I was yeah. Lori, I'd be like, uh, okay, bitch, go. Let's see what you learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever. I don't have time for this shit. It's like, you don't learn, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, are you for real? Then go. 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 Be stupid. <laughs> also, also like, I, go ahead. Did, did, oh, I'm sorry. Um, did, did Lori buy a house next door to Michael's old house? Right. It did look yes. like that way, right? It did yes. look that way. I think that's what that's it was. That's a negative. That's a negative. It's <laughs> a full-fledged negative. That, that was not confirmed. Cursed. But I think that's what. But I think well, they mentioned that 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 they bulldozed the house and that she or maybe she bought the lot and then built a house on top of it. Oh my God! Yeah, that that I don't I don't <laughs> remember that at those. all. But that's a little too much. Right. No. It did look. There like was she a lived. part of it. There there was a part of it where they were talking about the house being bulldozed and like like her wanting, I remember her talking yeah, about her that, wanting but then to they showed her fear. typing her book. And showed oh, the outside. Okay. I was like, what the fuck is that next door? Is that his house? Yeah. <laughs> no. no. But also her writing a book makes sense, like about all of her yeah. experience. That, that was a nice added yeah. touch for her character. But uh, final thoughts, Esteban. We'll start with you. Uh, not the best, but I did I did enjoy it. I will agree now that we're kind of talking out loud. It's like, yeah, let's. I'm going to go back and watch it this evening and kind of see. Where this evening, I'm I mean, good. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with y'all. I think there was those moments where this could have been one of those things that we could have added on to the second film and made that second film a lot better instead of taking for like 45 minutes to 50 minutes, you know, in place inside of a hospital with someone from a mental institute that has nothing to do with this story. Right. And then, and then we could have brought Corey into this aspect and been like, all right, this is what this kid's doing. And then his death would have been a little bit more satisfying when it happened. Because that one kind of happened really quickly, too. He's like, no one can have her. And I was like, whoa, whoa, like, whoa, what whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, yeah. are you dead, dead? Or, like, what's happening? And so so then that was a little weird. The other one, I will say this because this popped in my head as I was thinking about the neck. The, the, the wife that got stabbed with, like, a light bulb pole in the oh, second yes. one she came is back. alive still and just can't yeah. talk. I was like, no, ma'am. No man, if anybody <laughs> watched you the light bulb through my through my entire throat, I would forcefully try to make myself die because I'm not gonna live like that for the rest of. My and I could have sworn we what? saw her die. Didn't we see I her? So too. She got the I, light bulb, I, and didn't he put her through a door to have her get right? Right? Didn't he like stab her neck through like the glass part of a door or something like that? Yeah. I don't. I think I think the like because I, I did see it. The last frame was just her with the neck. 
It was just there. Hers is sitting there, so they never went back oh. to it. So mm. yeah, sure. Um, they sure yeah, she's alive. Okay. Sure, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. what about you? Um, oh, I will say that it was just it, it was it was it was decent. It's not the best, but it was. If you're looking for some good kills for the Halloween season, then yeah, that's a good one. Okay. It was um, it was better than the second one. It's mm-hmm. definitely better than I expected it to be. I appreciated the character of Corey. I just wished he was in this. I wish that they had flushed him out better and introduced him. Like I'll even go as far as maybe even just a brief introduction into the first one, just to plant, just to plant him in there, just to get him mm-hmm. in into the story. And like we could have revisited him, him mm-hmm. from the second movie. That in there. Um, but it it was okay. I'm I'm. I guess I'm okay with it. I just I feel like they disrespected Michael in the end. Like I feel like he deserved a much better ending. Well, here's the question for y'all: Does it get a reboot? Do you think there's a reboot? No, coming? no, we're done. Here. Or do you think we're, we're gonna done. leave this we're, alone? No, we're done. We're we done. Need to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, have to. I agree. This yeah. this and Jurassic World are are cues to they, me that that like sometimes you just need to let franchises end. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to you don't need to keep continuing franchises. They stories have a clear end. You need to learn when to end the story and let people like let their minds expound on where where they think it will go next. That's what makes people want to revisit these things. It's yeah. so that they can imagine what would be next instead of just being told what's being next. Fan yeah, fiction, of course. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the green Twitter or with Ernesto was saying. I I think they did disrespect Michael Myers. Like that's not the ending that I thought of. But like mm-hmm. even if I, I I would have much preferred of him like just being like this badass throughout the whole movie and then Laurie Strode getting the comeuppance to finally give like the nail in the coffin, you know, and like mm-hmm. like earn that kill as opposed to following somebody else. Even though I didn't mind the character of Corey, it just felt a little out of place with everything that's going yeah. on mm-hmm. and the lack of Michael that we did get didn't justify all of the Corey that we did get. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. That's mm-hmm. like I it just seems like it's just a little out of out of character for a lot of for a lot of people and a lot of this movie but i will agree with both of you this was definitely better it was a way better story than halloween kills but not as good as the first halloween in the trilogy agreed. yeah agreed yeah and I, so. I will say this too one of the things i just thought about when we were talking about how it's like kind of a, a, a mirror of society of what we do we kind of saw that with for the first time in any of these halloween films that have had jamie lee curtis in it she genuinely smiled when she was yeah. walking out of a grocery store to be instantly told by somebody else in town, be like, why the fuck are you smiling? Mm, like, right. what, what do you have to be happy about? Your daughter's dead. Your you know, son-in-law's dead. You know, all these things have happened to you. Look at my mother and all this other stuff. It's like, so this woman can never be happy in her life. Right. No yeah. As compared to society saying, no matter what's ever going on in your life, you have to live with the fact that you were a victim and that you brought this craziness to our, like to our town. And, and so society is very, very much the same way where it's like, nope, you've done wrong. You are no longer allowed happiness. In, and in even and even to expand on that, the only way that she was able to get the town on her side and actually find peace was to show the town that Michael Myers is dead. And I did it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they ended that story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's our spoiler review on Halloween ends. Not exactly what we were expecting, but you know what? 
I'm glad it's over. How about that? Yeah, it, end, it ended. <laughs> it, it ended. It definitely it gave it an ending. He's definitely uh, dead. <laughs> he's definitely dead for like, sure. Like you, ain't nobody coming back from that. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. A wood wood picker. Wood, wood chopper. Chipper. Wood yeah, chipper. Like a wood chipper. Wood chipper. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not coming back from that. <laughs> but I do appreciate that they never really fully showed his face, even to the Ever. very end. That's yeah, true. Never. Very t- like, and he never, also probably. never spoke. He never spoke yeah, either. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing too. Um, Ernesto, tell lovely listeners what they can look forward to next week. Oh, we Stev is coming back on the show, and we will be reviewing <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Black Adam. I'm actually kind of I'm kind of excited to see this one. Like so I've been I'm I've been more reading excited about this one. I've been reading some DC comics lately, and I've been reading some Black Adam stuff. And Black Adam is like a really fucking interesting character. So I'm very curious to what they what they do to him and like how he fits into that like that anti-hero ethos in the DC universe. I'm a, I'm 50-50. I'm excited. I'm more excited than other DC movies. Um, not as excited as I was to see Batman, but like I'm intrigued. I want to see if they're gonna do it right or wrong. But all yeah. of that will be determined next Especially week. Especially with all this news running around about Henry Cavill maybe coming yeah. back. So I'm excited about this yeah. post-credit scene. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very see. much so. Uh, but anyway, that's all the show we have for you guys this week. Estevan, thank you for coming back. And yeah. also, thank you for coming next week. I know. To, oh, pre-thank to, for this pre-thank you. Yes, a pre-thank you. Uh, and so you'll see all three of us back next week for more movie fun. We really uh, appreciate everyone coming out each and every week. And we're for us just talking about movies. So come back next week for more movie fun. You won't regret it. And for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya.